Welcome, 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 podcast listeners. This is one of our episodes of the Fret Talk podcast. You are here with your host. It's Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. Say hi, me. Yo, 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 yo. You are also here with Mr. Matt Quine. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. All right, Matt. How's it going, Matt? Yeah, yeah, not too bad. Busy, 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 but yeah, good. Busy, busy, busy. Is this guitar busy or is this like actual adulting busy? (sighs) Lots of adulting busy and I've literally got home a quarter of an hour ago from setting up for a gig tomorrow night. So a little bit of guitar busy as well. Nice. Uh, And what's this this gig that we're doing this week then? Uh, It's a 30th birthday party. Um, So it'll be good fun. Should be a lot of people my age getting really drunk. So it should be a good laugh. Sounds sounds awesome. Uh, yeah, it, um, what what kind of uh, what equipment we're we using for this one, Matt? So I am um, because I know a lot of the people that are going to be there. I thought I'd go for a classy look, so I'm using the Cabernet, the Variax, and me Vox with me pedal board, me big pedal board. Awesome. I've just noticed I've got a smudge on my glasses and I can't do fuck all about it now. <laughs> it's going to drive me absolutely mental. But hey-ho, I'll just not try and look out my right eye. I'm sure that'd be fine. You don't need eyes, do you? Well, yeah. <laughs> if, if I didn't have a list of things that we're going to be talking about today in front of me, then yeah, that'd be fine. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, I, I happen to steer this ship, so... I uh, I may need some eyes. Yeah, possibly. So um, this week, I've actually done quite quite a bit, but I'm going to start off with something that I've not written down, and it's just reminded me by looking at your face. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow, is it a weird piece of fucked up gear? <laughs> well, <laughs> it's. It's um, it's gear, which is for you. Ah, yes. So, so last last week I said, I'm probably going to pick up that cab sometime soon. Um, and within a couple of days of saying that, I picked up that cab. So, well, hey, the chap seemed like a nice chap. Um, just for those those people who didn't know about this, this is a, a 112 Hayden cab, which is for your mini mofo. It is. It's to link with the cab that originally came with it. They're matching cabs, so it just means that I've basically got a mini stack. Well, you don't have a mini stack just yet. But I've I will got do. A, I've got a wonderful coffee table. <laughs> right enough. Yep. But on top of that, um, I received two little goodies through the post. In fact, three little goodies through the post today. Uh, not today, uh, yesterday or the day before. Um, so, one of those things you sent to me, didn't you, Matt? I did. So, I was clearing out some stuff, put some pickups up for sale, and I mentioned that I was going to put a boss pedal up for, for sale, and you asked me whether it was a through hole or whether it was some weird thing that I didn't really understand what you were saying. Um, so, I opened it up and said, I think it's through hole, and sent you a picture. Yep. Uh, and this is this is a pedal that I used to own and sold it because it was terrible. Um, I am selling it because it's terrible. You know this. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It was it, you. You didn't sell it me under false pretenses. I just thought maybe I can make it less terrible. I'd be interested to hear it if it was less terrible. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What I might do, um, see what mods are on online, and if I can uh, apply those mods without breaking it, I might send it back to you and see what you think. Sounds like a plan. Um, so, you was, yeah, there was that. There was the Boss OS 2, which is universally considered not great. <laughs> not one of their best. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair, I picked it up for free in a deal where I also bought the Dan Electro talk box that I had. And the guy oh, yeah. was like, um, I bought two pedals when I used to play guitar. This is the boss pedal. And this is the talk box. It, I don't know why, like you said, mate of mine that I went to school with, he bought these two pedals, didn't know what he was doing. It was just like, here, do you want either of them? And I just said, I'll, t- I'll take the talk box. And as I bought the talk box off, and they just gave me the boss pedal and went, I, I just don't want to see this anymore. I'm not playing the guitar. Just take it. Yeah. <laughs> Fair play to the man. Fair play. I mean, that is probably the best uh, best you can hope for with, with that pedal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's my burden now. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I've, I've got a couple of boss pedals that I've got kicking around, which I, I am planning on modding eventually uh, I did get the soldering iron out today actually so the hiatus has, uh, has been broken excellent news indeed indeed. excellent news for, for our good friend Sai as well because most likely by the time that this podcast is out he will be in receipt of a, a fuss pedal which is very similar to your balls out fuzz but is slightly less childish <laughs> Although, I might draw some balls inside the uh, the enclosure. I don't know yet. <laughs> I was just going to say, surely there needs to be testicles somewhere, even if it's just on the inside. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, one thing that did strike me, though, was <laughs> how long this hiatus has been. I thought, oh, it's only been summer. There, there was a fine layer of dust over my, uh, over my equipment, uh, so much <laughs> so that before I did any soldering... I had to clean the equipment. Wow. I know. Bearing in mind, it started getting hot in May, and we're now in November. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Fully put my hands up. My bad. But, yeah, I remember making pedals is quite fun, and then you get to play them afterwards, which is also fun. So, that's probably going to happen some more now. Um, But, yeah, like, there's there's so much that I've done this week. Um, so first of all, we're going to start off by uh, probably about five days ago now. Um, in in your terms, in in my terms, it's about two days ago. Um, the um, the Fret Talk podcast released the the next in the interview series with a, a man called Dave Rage or uh, sorry, an Instagram channel called Dave Rage, a man called Anjay. Don't ask me to spell it. Um, th- there's a D in there somewhere. And, then, and a Z, uh, there's a Z. And a J. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Anjay. Yeah. He's a cool guy. Uh, he runs a, a similar Instagram, YouTube stick to myself. And we got, talking and we're like yeah we should do something but we need to do something big uh so we've done a competition and this competition um it's going to run for the entirety of november um 
with the closing date in December. And it's basically a guitar solo challenge. Um, however, what that usually means is be as wanky as possible and do the most technical guitar playing that's not necessarily musical, but shows off as much as you can. And this is definitely not that. It is definitely not that. So the premise behind it, (laughs) yeah, yeah, I I look at those and just just go, nah, I shouldn't bother. Uh, (laughs) Whereas this, this is, um, so the the kind of two thought processes behind this. Number one is that we want to hear guitar solos that use uh, guitar effects that are a bit strange, a bit outlandish, or just that mean something to you. so that's that's kind of one of the ways in which you can impress us by you, like using an effect in a really really awesome way. Uh, the second way is by playing really really tastefully. Um, so guitar solos that are well thought out and very melodic, rather than just look at how many notes I can play. Um, so if you want to kind of be in be in the running for. Um, for getting one of those top prizes then melodic and using a guitar effect which you think is awesome um so that's uh, that's the concept behind it um like i say it runs through the the whole of december and the next um fret talk interview podcast will be us um deciding the winner so that's going to be pretty cool um and and what that's going to signify is it's going to be the end of the interview series um as it is currently so we're we're currently in like season two of the interviews i think we're at like episode seven at the moment um so episode eight is going to be where i'm going to leave it for like the winter uh and then come back to it kind of february time ish maybe i don't know um, because these these interview things are really awesome and fun to do, but they take a little bit of prep and um, some legwork behind the scenes. And to be honest, over winter I can't be asked. So <laughs> don't blame you. Yep. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna do that. It's gonna be a little hiatus. The main podcast will run as usual, and I think we'll probably have a week off or two weeks off during during Christmas at some point just because it's so difficult to get um, get people together yeah yeah it makes sense uh, but yeah we might do a like a mammoth spectacular just to our castathon again we did, we did last know. year didn't we <laughs> we did and it was without awesome. any intention <laughs> yeah we yeah we did like an hour's worth of material and spun it out to two hours um, yeah so that, that that's what's going to happen um, so yeah um, if you want to enter that competition uh, you need to post your uh, your entry as a Instagram video um, the backing track is one minute long and it's made on purpose to be one minute long so that you can get it in a, an Instagram video and then you need to post that with the hashtag BPCYARS so that's BPCYRS. So it's Budget Pedal Chap and yet another review site. And 
that will mean that me and Anjay will be able to search them. We'll be able to find your um, your entry, and you will be then uh, in the running for it. But there was one final kind of secret prize thing that we're going to do as well. So if you um, if you can rally some people around um, hitting the subscribe button on my channel, if we can get it up to a hundred uh, subscribers on my YouTube channel, I will personally throw in another prize, and then there may be another winner. And the same for Anjay, but his uh, his next milestone is three hundred. So if we can get him up to three hundred, he's going to throw another prize in as well. Ace. Ace. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna kind of drip feed you what the prizes are for um, for the solo competition over the month. Uh, but there's already been one announced. So go over to Anjay's uh, Instagram, which is Dave Rage or Daveridge, um, and <laughs> check it out because it's it's well worth it. I'm I'm very tempted to try uh, try and win it myself pretty sure you're not allowed to do that but <laughs> well i make the rules so i don't know it would be a pretty shitty way to do a competition <laughs> though and the winner is yes it's me <laughs> excellent news uh, but i am gonna i'm gonna do my own solo for it as well when i get a, when i get a chance so i'm gonna i'm gonna join in with the competition i'm just not going to enter myself as a uh, contestant sounds like a good plan yeah, I will. I will endeavour to try and at some point get some time where I can do it myself. But I really crap at technology, so I don't know how I'm going to be able to do it. I'll just have to work out some kind of botched way to record it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even if it's only like recording yourself jamming on it over like your phone audio, that is completely fine. It doesn't have to be like beautiful quality audio. It just needs to be interesting. My my issue is trying to get the phone recording to have the backing track on it as well. Oh, right. <laughs> so, I had this problem with uh, Andrew's competition last Christmas. And I had, I had my phone recording my guitar part. And I had my laptop sat next to me with the backing track going through that through headphones. Okay. Okay, and then I superimposed the backing track on top of the 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 solo afterwards. Now you've lost me. <laughs> I don't know how to do that. <laughs> if you send me both the files, Matt, I will do that for you. Okay, I that will make that amazing. possible. <laughs> um, yeah, I can definitely do the recording of the guitar. It's just the trying to record the backing track or put the backing track and the recording together that I'm technically inept for. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so that's that's the kind of first hurdle. If you can get over that hurdle, you can enter the competition. <laughs> I, I did enter Andy's one last Christmas, and do you know what I did? I had my iPad playing the backing track through a Bluetooth speaker that was underneath the microphone that I was using, and then I put the guitar amp far away from the microphone because the amp was louder than the speaker and then played the, the track through the speaker, stood right next to it with my ear next to the microphone so I could hear the speaker to hear the backing track and did it like that. And it was terrible. So I'm not doing that again. 
Well, <laughs> um, yeah, there's, there are easier ways, Matt. There are easier ways. Uh, I just yeah. don't know this. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll walk you through it. Uh, so, I mean, that's that's the big thing that's happened this week, but um, I've done done some awesome, awesome other things. Can I just stop you there? Yeah, yeah. You said you received three smaller things through the post, talked about the boss pedal, and then stopped talking about the things you oh, received shit. through the post. Shit. Okay, yeah, thank you, Matthew. Uh, <laughs> so I received... Just to try to bring it back, just because, like, there's not been enough to talk about me yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's great that you've done things, but talk about me. <laughs> uh, so the one thing was the boss pedal. The other thing, um, you were talking to me about uh, TC pedals the other week, weren't you? About the, I was. The, the TC um, budget line, the TC Behringers. Yeah. Um, and you were also talking about the fact that shipping to the Isle of Man is ridiculous. £11.99 I was being charged. <laughs> yeah, that that's ridiculous. Um, you, and if you think that's bad, Gak want to charge £19 to send a pedal to the Isle of Man. They could probably throw it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I don't use Gak for anything other than guitar or amp purchases because, like I say, 19 quid for a pedal postage is just ridiculous. Yeah, on on a twenty four pound pedal, <laughs> uh, twenty six. Sorry, um, yeah. yeah, it seems a bit a bit extortionate. Um, so, considering I am already sending a cab to you, we thought this is a way of cheating the system. Uh, so I ordered uh, a TC Afterglow uh, for you, and yeah. I will ship it out when I eventually get round to shipping your cab. Excellent. Um, I haven't plugged it in yet. But um, I, I pulled it out of the box, and it seems pretty sturdily made. I was really yeah. impressed with the, the quality of it. I was the same. When I pulled the nether out, I was expecting something quite flimsy. Yeah, yeah. really weighty and like built like a solid pedal, or feels like it's built like a solid pedal. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever played the, um, the old... Uh, the the Behringer ones that are like in the, the big metal housing, because I, I had a vintage phase... Um, but the, they made quite a few of them, and they were like bent metal uh, enclosures, but with like a giant black V drawn on the front. There was like the vintage tube monster and the right, okay. the vintage phase, vintage tape machine, and stuff like this. It all had vintage, and I assume that's why it's got a giant V. Snigger, snigger. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that you were smirking at it. I mean, you I just saw, like I can't not smirk when somebody says you've got a giant V. Yeah, a giant V. Yeah, so uh, it's uh, to be expected. It is. It's our usual shtick. Um, so I, th- I, I was expecting something like that because they were they were massive pedals, but they were really light. Um, and I was expecting something like that, and it was it wasn't that at all. It was really weighty. It seemed really sturdily built, and the finish on it seemed pretty good as well. Considering that this was like 20, 26 quid's worth of pedal, yeah. it seemed pretty good. So I was really impressed with that. I was really impressed. Uh, I've yet to plug it in, and that's perhaps more where it counts. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Just a task. But, I mean, first impressions, 
of it are pretty good. However, that was that wasn't even the most exciting thing that I received this week. <laughs> no, definitely not. The, you, the, the next thing you're going to talk about is the most excited I've ever been for a pedal. Yep, and you should be. Uh, it excited me, and it's not even mine. Uh, so, <laughs> um, you mentioned a couple of weeks ago that you were getting a, a special pedal made for you, especially. Um, this is a JSA, uh, not a JSA, sorry, uh, a Hello Sailor <laughs> FX. JSA on the brain. It's because yeah. I did that bloody YouTube thing, isn't it? Which Today, we'll yeah. talk about in a moment. Um, so, Hello Sailor FX. Um, and we were, we were talking about the broadside and you were like, yeah, that's that seems like a really, really cool idea. I'll, I think I'll get me one of them. And then I did the tube screamer video and you're like, oh, that, that seems like a really, really good idea as well. I'll get one of them as well. So you got, yeah. you essentially got both of these put in a pedal. And yeah. it's for hooking massive, which is brilliant. <laughs> um, it is shoreline gold, which matches your Telecaster. Yeah. Which again is amazing. It's got this like really awesome skull graphic on the front, which just looks badass. And yeah, it's yeah. it just exudes awesomeness yeah it's got the chrome knurled knobs which match my telecaster it has yeah and it's it's like the the eyes for the skull are the two leds for each side of the pedal as well which indeed. You know, just it all adds up indeed yeah i mean you've like both you and joe have worked together on this design and it is absolutely <laughs> fucking mental but also amazing um, again, I haven't plugged it in yet, but I know what both component parts sound like because I've got I've played the the broadside and I've played the tube screamer. Yeah. Um, and I can only imagine brilliant things are going to happen when I plug it in. And the best I'm thing actually is, imagining. The best thing is about this one. Instead of you having to unplug them and swap them around on your board to change the order, there's a toggle switch on it to do it for you. There is a toggle switch. I was, uh, yeah, I looked at the switch and I thought, oh, is that like a clipping option or something? And then realised, no, it's not. It's order. Yeah. Um, so that's awesome. Um, and I can't wait to plug it in. And what's probably going to happen is I'm going to plug it in and really love it and then like run away into the sunset with this pedal and never see anyone do- again. But how can you do that? Do you not want to see that pedal on top of a Shoreline Gold Telecaster? Yeah, I do, actually. <laughs> I'll have to steal a Shoreline Gold Telecaster on my way as well. There you go. And then I'll be sad. You will be sad. I will be sad too. But I'll also have a <laughs> shit-eating grin. Yeah. Because I've got a golden pedal. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a golden pedal. I've got a golden pedal. Indeed. <laughs> Isn't that the, one of the songs from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Yeah, I replaced the word ticket with the word pedal. I see what you did there. That was very clever. Very clever. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, as I mentioned, JSA, Tube Screamer. Uh, I released a video today and I did that. Um, go over to my YouTube and check that out because the JSA Tube Screamer is awesome. If you are very good, you can make one. If you are me, you can half make one and then realise that it doesn't work. Um, I brush over that fact in the video. 
Um, or, or if you're me, you just can't make one. Yeah, yeah. But your way is cheaper than mine, and the result is the same. <laughs> there is that. Indeed. I I am going to have another attempt at it, because I, I, I bought 20... Um, of the chip that's used um, in the pedal because you can't buy one of anything or if you do it costs a lot of money whereas if you buy 20 of them per part then becomes usable can you not use it in anything else or does it have to be in a oh yeah it's like it's incredibly uh, an incredibly usable chip Um, mainly drives but yeah I, I just think I'm going to make have a have a go at making this uh, this tube screamer again because I want to do it, but it's it's far back in my list of things to do because I've I've got pedals that I need to make for other people first, so yeah. that's probably more important. So yeah, go check out uh, go check out the JSA tube screamer. Um, however, even still, not one of the most exciting things I did this week. I went to guitar guitar. I went with uh, with my good friend Adam Yeomans, who is both a delight and a bad influence. Um, and we played incredibly expensive instruments. Um, so we played one, two, three, four, five, six guitars. The first guitar that we played was the PRS Silver Sky. So no, uh, we we very we chatted about this. guitar. Yeah, we <laughs> we weren't talking favourably about it. Let shall we say? Yeah, uh, if I remember rightly, we probably said that it would probably be an all right guitar, but the memes were so annoying that we wished it would just go away and never come back. <laughs> yeah. So the memes have gone. So that's okay. Um. We played the guitar. We played a lovely red one. Uh, And it was fucking fabulous. It was just so good. Uh, So PRS are known for making perfect guitars. Um, This was so good that I didn't even realise it had a 7.25 inch radius on it. Really? Yeah. It played so beautifully... It sounded so amazing. Uh, I really wanted to hate it as well. I really wanted to hate it. Because I, I was looking at it thinking, this isn't a strap, but it is a strap, but it isn't. I don't think I agree with this. And the colour options that they've given on them are really, really fucking boring. Um, so I went into it thinking... I'm not really there. I'm not vibing with this this instrument. And then I played it. And then I changed my mind. Because it was good. It was very good. But with a 7.25 inch radius, did it not just choke everything you played? Nope. And the action was set beautifully on it as well. And I did some silly bends on that that, uh, guitar. I tried to make it crap out. And it didn't. That's annoying. That's really annoying. Yeah, what's what's even more annoying is it's two and a half, uh, two two thousand two hundred, um, but it it happens to do the strat thing better than better than Fender. 
so so yeah that was a thing we moved then on to the Sir Classic Pro HSS uh, let me get this right I think it was Trans Surf Green so it was it was definitely definitely my bag did it start out as a man or a woman (laughs) who knows I'm not even touching that one because it's so such a hot topic these days sorry although I saw saw something on the internet today which I'm going to hell but (laughs) it was a it was a um a t-shirt that said um, something like there there aren't only two genders or gender is uh, gender isn't binary and then underneath it had size options and it had man fit woman fit <laughs> it was a it was a beautiful beautiful juxtaposition and it will make certain people very angry um, but I, I found that kind of uh, the juxtaposition of the two images very, very, <laughs> very funny. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. So back onto the sir. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I played that instantly straight after the um, the Silver Sky, and I liked it more. Um, it was more of a modern feeling Strat guitar. Um, it's not to say that the Silver Sky was bad because, like I say, the Silver Sky was phenomenal. Um, but out of the two, because they were both very similar prices, two, 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 um, I would have gone for the Sir. Yeomans definitely would have gone for the Silver Sky. So much so, uh, since we went to Guitar Guitar on uh, like Sunday of last week, he has sent me like three WhatsApp messages saying, I think I should buy it. And then <laughs> like sending me a picture of the finance options going, should probably buy it. So if he hasn't already bought it by now, I imagine that I'm going to get a text message within the next maybe day or so of him going, I really should buy it. <laughs> so, yeah. I but I, I like the server a little bit more. Um the the pickups were a little bit brighter. Um the humbucker was creamy and delicious and gorgeous. Um yeah. Apparently Sir make really good guitars. They do. Um, I've played was this a Sir, Sir Classic Pro, did you say? It was a classic pro, yeah. Yeah, so I've played a uh, triple single coil, one of these. Steve has some, I, mean, I think he's got two or three. Yeah. And personally, I think they're as good as the master built that he's got. He's got a Shishkov master built, and I think this, the Sir is as good as that. Um, like, I, I think Sir do better guitars for, their, for the price point they're at than Fender do at that price point by a country mile. Are you sure? I am, sir. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, I had to, didn't I? I had to. I had to throw that in. So, yeah, I mean, those are kind of two strat- stratty-flavoured things. We then went on to a Gibson 335. 
Um, I believe this was like a true historic or something like that. I, I don't know exactly what they were calling it. It was three grand worth of guitar. I think it was down from like four and a half. But it was, yeah, three grand's worth of guitar. It had the nylon bridge saddles. That's how you know it's it's trying. Because no one wants nylon bridge saddles. <laughs> for for any elongated, uh, elongated period of time anyway. Because that, it, it ain't going to work. <laughs> nylon is not as strong as strings. Um, <laughs> but... It it was it was it sounded amazing. It sounded really good in the shop. Um, the sustain on it. The, I just think of the uh, the scene from Spinal Tap, and you, yeah. you get the sustain from that. Yeah, I, I was I held a note on it, and it it did not go away. It was just, I imagine it's still going now in the shop. Yeah. Uh, so be going for eons. Absolutely. So yeah, I mean, three grand for a guitar is fucking ridiculous. But it was nice, <laughs> and it was <laughs> it's like your trans cherry with the block inlays, and the, I mean, you just think like think Clapton. Clapton's three three five, and it's it's that. Um, I think out of all the guitars on that day, this is the one that I probably would have bought if I had a lot of money kicking around. So yeah, three three five. Turns out they they're pretty good as well. Um, there were, there were two two guitars that we kind of ended up finally uh, because. Guitar Guitar have recently had a shipment of GNL guitars, so we we tried two um, that were the same model. So the the Asset Full of Tone, Full of Tone, Full of, full of Tone, the Asset Full, full of Tone. Full of Tone Asset. Yeah, um, it's basically it's a bit like a Tele that looks like it's got P90s in it. It doesn't have a Tele bridge. And it looks like it's got P90s. <laughs> However, they sounded like the most telly, telly pickups that I've ever heard. Um, so, yeah, th- they were really, really telly-esque. Um, and the GNL, um, the American-made GNL, came in at like one, 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 1,100, something like that. And... Okay. It it was easily double that. It was it was um, it was kind of in the same ballpark as the the Silver Sky and the Sir in terms of quality and in terms of playability. It was it was so so good. You get so much for your money with the GNLs. Um, but we thought we'd give it a try against the uh, the Eastern made one and I don't know exactly where I think it might have been Korean but don't quote me uh, this was around the kind of four, 450 mark um, yeah and there were there were differences you could tell differences I mean we tried the American one was like a Rosewood board and the the eastern one was maple so I mean obviously that would be a difference 
apparently they, they used the same pickups for all of the lines so there weren't much in terms of like tonal quality um, but there, there was there was definitely something even if it weren't kind of you couldn't quite put your finger on it there was definitely something um, that would warrant you moving up to the American if you could get it but the thing that struck me from both of these guitars was just how much you're getting for the money uh, and just it's it's a bit ridiculous how they don't get the recognition that they really should get um, which is a bit mental and I think uh, in the future we might do uh, might do a little showcase on some GNL stuff because it's uh, sounds like a good plan yeah I'm just trying to see if I can work out where, they, where their Far Eastern guitars are made but could tell you everything else about the guitar, but not where it's made. <laughs> yeah, and unfortunately, <laughs> I, didn't, tell you, I didn't look on the back of the headstock, so because they the, usually the say that. pickups. The pickups are made in Fullerton in um, California. That's why they're called Fullerton. Okay, but, yeah. Um, um, no, I, nowhere will the, tell me where the not guitar the fact is. that they are full of tone. No, unfortunately oh. not. You missed a trick there, um, GNL. But I'm going to wrap up my final uh, final thing that I did in Guitar Guitar. I tried a HX effects. I want to know how this went. You, you wouldn't tell me before this podcast started. I wouldn't tell you I want before the podcast. I, w- I want to know how this went. Or, or do I? Do I? Um, I don't know. Do you? Oh, I don't know. Right, so... <laughs> um. I, I I only had perhaps about 20 minutes on it so the um, like getting your head around how the interface works and whatnot I managed to dial in some tones up up to like where I wanted them and I was on a busy shop floor so the the scrutiny that I could put behind this is not is not something that is infallible. However, um, the the effects themselves are, are good. The effects themselves are good. Don't get me wrong. There are some really interesting effects on there and some which are very, very close to what they're um, purporting to model. However... There was an intangible difference between the tone of the guitar plugged into the HX effects with no effects on and being plugged directly into the amplifier. There That's was very interesting. Some, the, yeah, it's so it's I imagine it's something to do with the the AD converters. There was something and I was trying to go through settings to figure out what was going on. Maybe there was a compressor on that I didn't know about or maybe some EQ that was being applied at some point that I didn't know. But there was definitely something that detracted from the the tone of the guitar going straight into the amplifier. Interesting. Indeed. Is it something I that I could I'm... live with? Probably. 
is it something I, I'm looking to buy now? I don't think I'm in any rush. So, take from that what you Very you're... interesting. Yeah, um, like, that's not what I was expecting you to say. Yeah, it like, wasn't what I, I was expecting think... to hear either. I don't think I've heard anybody say that about anything within that range. Mm. It's very odd. It is, it is. Maybe it was, like I say, we were going through a, um, a Roland Blues Cube. So it weren't a valve amplifier. Um, but the Roland Blues Cube is a known entity to uh, both myself and Yeomans because he owns one. Um, and through all of those guitars, it sounded great. Yeah. Um, the, um, like I say, the, the, um, the HXFX was a stock unit and had all of these mental sounds on it. Uh, <laughs> so like there was multiple there was like an, the edge setting there was like a, a shimmer reverb on one of the things and it was a little bit mental there was a load a load of stuff and it's the interface for it isn't as as crazy to alter on the flyers people mention so it was it was actually easier than I thought it would be because there's, there's been a lot of kind of flack about editing on the fly uh, I think they just need to get over it because it was it was fine. Honestly, it was it, yeah. Um, I am used to yeah. uh, Line Six products, so perhaps that's me being a little bit more savvy than than your average. But it seemed fine. I I didn't have an instruction booklet in front of me, and I managed to dial in tones for certain things. The drive tones were okay. There was nothing in there that blew me away. But from from the feedback, people say that the um the drive pedals are the things that you're kind of overlooking yeah um and it's all about the the reverb modulation and and delays and and the those kind of those crazy settings yeah from that i'll come out of that shop thinking i could get a, a an m9 or an m13 and probably do what I wanted to do with this for a fraction of the fraction of the cost and it it wouldn't be uh the the HX effects wouldn't be like three, four times better. Yeah yeah. Um so that's that's kind of what I took from it. Um looking at our time, we really need to get onto the news because we've got shitloads this week. <laughs> <laughs> so news um something's happened something like big amazing catastrophic who knows something big has happened this week so tc electronic what what's the uh the, the thing that you think of when you think of tc electronic uh, tone print yep so tone print um that's like one of the big things i think kind of I think they're like the apple of um of the guitar market because they release kind of ultra modern stylistic very kind of minimalist in terms of like um aesthetic but stuff that works time and time again 
Um, if I think of TC as Apple, I think their Steve Jobs would be Tor. He's the spokesperson. He's the guy who... Um, they, they call him Pedal Jesus, don't they? Yes. Uh, um, but he's he's basically... He's the face of TC Electronics. He uh, almost popularised them in uh, in terms of them being a brand that people considered being a little bit cool if people yeah. do I mean I, I consider them being quite cool so I'm talking from my experience at least anyway Tor <laughs> out of the blue has decided he's no longer to be uh, no longer going to be part of TC Electronic which is very interesting um, like you say their videos are some of the better of the in-house reviews that they do. I know um, Electro Harmonics has always seemed to be all right. TC seems to be all right. For everybody else, you have to kind of wait until they get into the hands of somebody who knows what they're doing to review pedals. Um, Absolutely. So, And one of our mates, Carl, shared a video of what TC videos were like before Tor was there. And it was just yeah. awful. It seemed like QVC, didn't it? Exactly like QVC, yeah. It was just really bad. Yeah, I don't think they're they're going to go back to that because they they know what Tor did, and they they can kind of emulate that a little bit. But the the charisma of a uh, a kind of brand leader is something that is definitely going to be felt, isn't it? Like you say, yeah. EHX have got Mike Matthews. They've got they've got quite a few with VHX as well, haven't they? Because a couple of their reviewers are, yeah. um, are kind of faces that crop up time and time again. Um, but yeah, Mike Matthews usually makes an appearance on <laughs> on quite a lot of the videos, and you kind of yeah, it's that charisma and it's that uh, it's that face of the product. Tour, although he hasn't featured on all the videos, he he, he has a hand in quite a lot of them. I've watched yeah. uh, TC Electronic live streams on, on Facebook because it had Tor uh, doing it and he's such a charismatic man. Um, and I'm not afraid to say he's quite sexy. Um, he's a sexy pedal Jesus. Um, so, yeah, what what does this spell for TC? I assume they've got to get somebody in to do that role. Yeah, maybe. It's uh, big shoes to fill, though, isn't it? It is. It's, it's going to be a difficult one, but I suppose it gives them a chance to get somebody in to do things maybe in a different way, shed a little mm. light. You, you never know. They might come out better for it, but... Yeah, and then... I think it's going to be a, a tough... It's certainly going to be a tough job for somebody to go into. Yeah. And then uh, the the other question is, where's Tor going now? He could be going into his own pedal company, or he could just want a break from it. He's not made any announcement, as far as I've heard. No, he hasn't, has he? So there is uh, this this whole thing has been shrouded in mystery and just come out of left field. Um, I wish him all the best. I think yeah. most uh, 
most, if not all, guitarists who who know who Tour is have done exactly the same, and we'll look out for him in future projects because yeah, he's like I say, he's the Steve Jobs of he's cooler than Steve Jobs. He doesn't have that weird turtleneck thing going on. Uh, <laughs> Thought you were going to say he's cooler than Steve Jobs. Well, he's not really cooler than Steve Jobs, is he? He's still warm and breathing. Oh, fucking hell, man. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Right, so. More news. Um, Fender. Fender, a, Fender. a company. Jimmy Page. I've heard of them. Jimmy Page looks like a, an old Chinese woman. I've I've heard of Jimmy Page. Yeah, he used to look like a like a guitarist, like a rock guitarist. Um, not so much anymore. But yeah, so Fender <laughs> and Jimmy Page. Uh, Jimmy Page actually apparently um, approached Fender and said, "Come on, lads, how about it? You know my old telly. Let's get it sorted." Uh, so it's a uh, it was a '59 telly um, that. Jimmy Page used throughout uh, throughout the Yardbirds and um, throughout Zeppelin as well. I mean, like so, a lot of classic Zeppelin. If you think think some of the big Zeppelin hits aren't Les Paul hits, they are Telecaster hits. Yeah. So the guitar was given to him by Jeff Beck when he joined the Yardbirds. Indeed. Um, In 1966, I've got written down here. Yeah, and then he used it all for everything on Led Zeppelin 1 and some songs on Led Zeppelin 2 as well, is that right? Yeah. So Plus he used it for the solo on Stairway, which is obviously one of the most it. iconic solos ever, ever. Yeah. So, I mean, like if, if I were to rattle off some Led Zeppelin tunes, more likely than not, it's going to be a, uh, a Telecaster song. So, I mean, like... Communication breakdown, clearly, Telecaster. Yeah. Um, whole lot of love, Telecaster. Yeah. Um, stuff like Living Loving Made, Telecaster. Stairway, yeah. it's got a Telecaster on it. I mean, I know it's like 12 String Martin or whatever it was, and then there was there was a lot on that, but you've you've got Telecaster on it, so. The Telecaster, it's stamped all over, um, all over Led Zeppelin history. Yeah. Uh, so, it started off as a normal-ish uh, 59 Tele. Then he installed a mirror guard on it, and then, uh, kind of at the start of Zeppelin's popularity, uh, it had a dragon painted on it in his psychedelic Which- era. Yeah, Paige painted it on himself, didn't he? He took all them weird mirror circles and painted a dragon on it because, you know, that's what you did in the 60s. You just painted your guitar because you felt like it. Yeah, well, the drugs were strong. <laughs> and, yeah, they, they didn't have any internet, so I suppose that's what you did, <laughs> wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it, I mean the guitar, the, the whole guitar industry was, uh, it was a completely different monster back then, weren't it? It was... You had a guitar, you might have two guitars. You don't have yeah. 14 fucking guitars, just because... And you don't have a Variax either. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so you, they've 
not given any prices. They've said that it's it's going to be coming 2019, which is soon. Um, and they said that there's going to be two production models and two custom shop. So potentially one of the custom shops might be like historically accurate. Well, yeah. from what I read, it was two production and two master built. Okay. Which means it's going to be like 10 grand for the for the master if they are master builds. I mean that that makes sense. Cause which means yeah, they probably will be historically accurate kind of true yeah. copies. Yeah, you might find the production models are if those guitars were made in production runs. So you might find like the the, the dragon um print on yeah. The, from what Fender have been doing on a Mexican guitar, to be honest. Um, possibly. Possibly. You know. Or they might just, or they might say the standard ones are going to be a decent USA one and then the master belts are going to be so historically accurate that they're a step above again. Yeah. Um, so, this is uh, kind of exciting, isn't it? I, I can't wait to hear this. Like, that guitar is so iconic. And it's something yeah. that no nobody talks about. Like, it's not the talk. Everybody talks about Led Zeppelin, talks about the double neck, 12-string SG thingy, whatever they're called. And they talk about Les Paul, and that's all they ever talk about. And they might talk about that DC-59 if they're talking about... Um, Cashmere. If you're talking about Cashmere. any other kind of... the the drop tune songs like the Dagad stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's all it's all the um the the DC yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And it's but the nobody reason ever why talks about that telly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he did he did use strats as well. Um but yeah, I mean the telly has has made a huge impact on the on the Led Zeppelin sound. And it's much more impact than it gets credit for. So that, I mean that's a pretty cool, uh, pretty cool thing, um, and our uh, Adjo from Hello Sailor Effects has just made a telly as well. So yeah, not quite Jimmy Page spec, but it's it's making me think I should probably whip some tellies out again, and give him a good good scene too. Whilst we're talking about Joe, he needs to stop sending me bloody eBay links to guitars I talk about <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. I didn't need to know that they were, when I searched it looking on the previous podcast there weren't any TC90s up for sale he then sent me a link to one that was 550 and then my eBay uh, <laughs> app on my phone went you've just looked at this why not look at this which was the red so he sent me a white one and my eBay then went oh here's a red one it won't ship but it's in the Wirral which means it's about 500 metres away from where you get off the boat if you go from the Isle of Man to Liverpool in November. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Not that I've been oh. looking at boat tickets or anything. <laughs> Virtual high five to Joe, because that is the best. <laughs> um, so we're, we're coming up to time, but we've got... We're going to ignore the the Gibson stuff. We'll do that next week. Uh, we've got a final segment today. A final segment. 69. 69. We've waited you so long. We forgot. 
Yeah, you thought we'd forgot. We did not forget. <laughs> so this this segment is called Dirty Products. Dirty Products. Because we are massively childish. And yeah, I mean it's what you expect from us, come on. So I've I've handpicked a selection of products which have got silly silly childish dirty names. So the first one is the way huge swollen pickle. <laughs> um, because I don't think it's talking about uh, a form of pickled goods. So the way huge swollen pickle, it's a muff style fuzz, which muff... <laughs> um, <laughs> it has your standard um, <laughs> controls on it. See, like, strap your seatbelt on, Matt. Get ready for this uh, <laughs> this childish ride. Uh, yeah. It's got your, your standard controls, your tone, uh, sustain, and the other one, level. That's it. But it's also got a, a mid control, which is does scoops and, uh, scoop mids and flat, so you can be lost in the mix or you can, you know, actually be heard. And then a crunch control for compression. So legit pedal. Yeah. Silly name. Swollen pickle. Uh, they also do variants on it, like the Russian pickle, and uh, I think there's like Mark II out now as well, which is a, a smaller box as well. So that's a that's a thing. Way Huge is definitely a company we don't give. I mean, they're called Way Huge as well. I mean, we've got to yeah. give them props for that as well. Yeah, yeah, and it's not the it's not the only innuendo they do. Obviously, they've got the camel toe, and they've got. Oh, they, yeah, of course they have. Yeah. That's it. So, hats off to you, dirty bastards. Uh, next company, Friedman. They do guitars, they do amplifiers. Their kind of breakout amplifier was the BE100, uh, which is the brown eye. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. And Sorry. they they followed that with a uh, a kind of a more compact version, which is called the Pink Taco. Um, so, yeah, the the Pink Taco is uh, a twenty watt um, EL eight uh, EL eighty four loaded amplifier. So it's basically it's a Marshall that's better than a Marshall. It's the Marshalls that Marshall should be making, do. isn't it? Yes. Um, but yeah, so it's called the Brown Eye. Uh, so we've got the Brown Eye and the, the Pink Taco. They also do yeah. the Dirty Shirley, don't they? Um, which They do, they do. Which is the the their version of whatever Angus Young uses, because obviously... Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, they just like innuendos again and just inappropriate names and... Yeah, another fantastic company that are slightly childish-minded, which is amazing. Yeah, so, I mean, having having a, a slightly childish mind and drawing balls on a fuzz pedal is <laughs> the sign of genius, surely? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Indeed. I've got one final product, uh, and this one is perhaps the king of all... Childish, silly, and dirty names. This is the Pussy Melter. 
Um, <laughs> so childish, in fact, that the uh, the manufacturer of the pedal didn't stick their name to it. Although we all have uh, we all have our suspicions that it might be K H D K. I don't know. Am I allowed to say that? Here you go. Boop. I'll, uh, I might edit in that over the top of it. So. Yeah. Who knows? So yeah, the pussy melter. It has. It, I mean, it's literally just smut the entire way through. It's got dirty load booty and sizzle controls. <laughs> and it has. <laughs> I know it's it's terrible, isn't it? It's te- it's but it's. Uh, and forget. it goes. Don't. Yeah. The the go on, Matt. What's the what's the toggle go? I, I can't remember now. Is it? Oh, I can't one, remember. One of them begins with M. Oh, I can't remember. I'd forgotten it. I, it was in my head and it's just gone. You'll so have to say it. We've got, we've got moist. Um, <laughs> and we've got a, a moist control. It's like a toggle switch and it goes from moist to gushing. Um, so. Genius. Just genius. And what's the input and output called? Because that's something else, isn't it? Uh, I, is that, is I, that I didn't, just in and out? I can't it, remember it, it now. Might, I'm pretty sure they. Yeah, stick it in, and yeah, it's something like that, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, the award for the the most childish product, <laughs> the most insanely uh, dirty, uh, dirty product goes to the Pussy Melter by Steel Panther, and I was reading the article about it actually, and uh, our satchel's got a fair point. Is that? I mean, he was saying it, they never, never wanted to get into the the pedal game. It was never their intention. Um, but these things sold um, massively. They they sold out of the pre-orders and they got them into production. Um, and he said it's it's really important that um, that he he feels that they're they're allowed to. Uh, to make these comments because it's it's a freedom of speech he doesn't go around telling people what they can and can't say and if you are offended by it you can just avoid it so it's quite easy to just avoid especially as it's a guitar pedal yeah yeah and so that's uh, that. That was Satchel's take on it, and I think it, it raises a, a valid point. And I think there's, I mean, this this is a topic for a, a completely other podcast. Not even not us, because we're not delicate in any way. Um, <laughs> oh, right. Let, I think let, let's let's leave that there and just say that products that didn't quite make it into our list that were that were close were yep. obviously. Big Ben's nut sauce. If you can't afford a direct graph tech nut, get some yep. Big Ben's nut sauce. And if you need even more treatment for your guitar, you can just get yourself a Big Ben's nut sack as well. Oh yeah, so <laughs> Big Ben's. I think yeah, that's uh, that's definitely it. Should have been on that list, really, shouldn't it? There you go. It yeah, could be it could be the the hidden fourth one. And I think <laughs> that that is going to be our uh, our podcast for tonight. So. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to get involved with the podcast, we are on Facebook. We are in the Facebook uh, group, which is uh, the Fret Talk Podcast group. You have to search it, or if you go in the show notes, there's a link in there. 
If you want to find myself, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap, you go facebook.com slash budget pedal chap, instagram.com slash budget pedal chap, or you go on YouTube. And don't forget, if you uh, if you start throwing some subscriptions over that way, you're throwing an extra pedal into the pot um, for the the competition. If you want to find Matt, he's a co-host on another podcast. Where does he find the time? Uh, it's the Bad Bookers podcast. It's about wrestling. And you can get 15 minutes of non-wrestling talk at the stop. Just, hmm? just a, as a bit of a spoiler, every fourth week I'm not on the other podcast because I don't have the time. <laughs> Fair play. Fair play. Um, and if you want to catch Matt on Twitter, it is heel underscore Matt Q. Correct? Yep. Correct. Yeah. And that is that is pretty much us for this week. Is there, is there any other shout-outs we need to do? Um, shout-outs to Friedman, Way Huge, Big Ben's, and... Um, KHDK, even though it's not them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, allegedly. There we go, cover ourselves. Um, so from myself, Mr. Budgie Pedal Chop, from the laughing guy in the Isle of Man, Mr. Matt Quine, it's going to be a goodbye and good night for this week. Chatty bye. 69. 69. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> It was, yeah. I think we managed to uh, to pull off the whole uh, we're not talking about it for a long while. Yes, pretty we much. And we even going left, left the odd innuendo in there to make people think that we really had forgotten and then mm. hit them in the face with it at the end. Boom. That's it. <laughs>